Well, we're on, guys. We are here. <laughs> look, look, this is going to be fun today. If you're tuning in, you are going to, you, you're not going to want to miss this. This is going to be awesome. We have a couple of different things happening. Um, but what we're going to do today is really have more of a discussion uh, panel, if you will, uh, just about what we've been getting out of the series. I know each and every week we've been getting so much meat. We've been getting uh, substance, you know, from from Brahm and Di. And, and I just want to say thank you to you guys because it has been awesome to just see how much you've really poured into this and what we're getting out of it. But for today, we're going to take a break from it and really just try to gather our thoughts, if you will. So we have, we do have our production assistant that, <laughs> that is the PA die, uh, who is running the thing down here. So whatever you see, it's all on her. Uh, I'm going to be going, <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to also be getting um our upstairs involved uh, because because it's so it's prophetic assistant is that right? prophetic yes <laughs> prophetic production prophetic assistant PPA that's a new new term by the way um I'm going to get Josh involved who's upstairs so you'll you'll see the cameras being uh, going from me, cutting from me to him, and yep. that will see. Look at that, look at that. <laughs> and and that's Magic Hands Dan. Magic Hands Dan is Ooh. is behind that, so uh, it's going to be awesome. But I do want to start just by going uh, and, and setting up a little bit of the framework of how we're going to really have our discussion. And uh, in Revelation, I think when you look at the seven churches, you see something being said in each church that Jesus is really. Um, saying and, and really trying to implore the people, the churches that he's engaging with and trying to uh, invite into, uh, you know, just that place of where we need to be and, and really showing who we are in him. And he, he says, he that hath ears to ear to hear, let him hear what the spirit is saying to the churches. And just the last few days, really the last couple of weeks, uh, that has kind of been stirring up in me. What does that really mean? What is what is he saying when he says he that hath ears to hear? Let him hear what the spirit is saying to the churches, because um, it's really important. He says it for every single church. So th this is meaningful. And I think it's worth kind of, you know, having a little bit of understanding around that. And as I've been reading that and and looking at that particular verse, those words, um, what does it imply? I think when you hear the word let, for me, it, it it's almost as if God is saying, Jesus is saying, allow, you know, surrender to the spirit, you know, let the spirit speak to you. Let the spirit speak to us. It's, it's a place where we're not making something happen. It's more of allowing the spirit to really speak to us and, and, and really hear what he is saying. And I think the result of that, there, there's a peace that comes with that. You know, God is the God of peace. And when you surrender and allow him to speak, there's, there's this, yeah, there's this element of release and submission and and just a peace that comes in our spirit. Now, don't get me wrong. When it comes to our flesh, the flesh doesn't want that. The flesh is pretty much opposite to the spirit. We do understand that if you allow the flesh to be what it is, the flesh can't submit 
to the law of God. It's it's not in its um, makeup, if you will, because the flesh can't glory in the presence of God. And when we read 1 Peter 2 and 5, we understand that we are living stones, as Peter puts it. We're built up as a spiritual house. So we have to recognize ourselves as spiritual people. So when God is speaking, he's speaking to our spirit. So when you think about that, there's also this other part that comes in, which is the opposite. And when I read 2 Timothy 4, Verses three and four. So it's two Timothy chapter four, verses three through four. This is what it says for the time is coming when people will not endure sound teaching, but having itching ears, they will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own passions and will turn away from listening to the truth. And check this out. Wander off into Myths. Wow. Mm. And when you hear that word myths, that makes me think about even in today's, you know, society right now. It's it's a lot of myths out there. It's a lot of things that are being said, you know, with, you know, the 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 virus that we're trying to confront and trying to get over with just the climate that we're living in, even when it comes to especially the scriptures, especially revelation. There are a lot of myths happening mm-hmm. and a lot of things being said that aren't really scriptural. Mm-hmm. And we have to pay attention because when you have itching ears, it makes you think about when, you know, if I'm itching, whether it's my ear or my hand or my leg, whatever it may be, it's it's almost you're trying to get rid of it. It's, it's this effort you're putting forth. You're trying to find a way to satisfy it. And those who have itching ears, you can kind of picture you're going here, you're going there. You're not really settled. You're, you're, you're not really at peace. It it, it can produce a lot of anxiety and stress and worry because you're trying to find something that will give you at least some type of reprieve that you can kind of relax and and settle. But here the scripture says the itching ears, they're, they're trying to find people that will accumulate that that they can accumulate to themselves to suit their own passions that's flesh and the flesh can't glory in the presence of god we have to hear what the spirit is saying to the churches so what do we know about the spirit well i'll quickly tell you john chapter 14 26 we know that the spirit will only speak the truth It says here, Jesus is speaking. He says, but the helper who is the Holy Spirit, whom the father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. Wow. So the Holy Spirit's job is to actually teach what has already been said by Jesus. That's pretty powerful. Let's go to John chapter 16, verse 13. He says, when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth, for he will not speak on his own authority. That is powerful. Think about that. He won't speak on his own authority. Jesus came to speak and to do the will of the father. The Holy Spirit has come to speak on behalf of the father and speak what Jesus has already 
taught and what he has already said. And when it talks about here, he will lead us into the path of all truth. He won't speak on his own authority. The Holy Spirit is not a maverick. So we can't separate the spirit from the word. I know we hear a lot. Well, the spirit told me this and the spirit told me that. But wait a minute. We have to come back to what does the word say? Because the Holy Spirit doesn't speak on his own authority. We have to recognize that. And it's not about being in the supernatural. It's not all. Well, you know, I'm, I think we get caught up a lot in even in that word, in that term, the supernatural. When we read the Bible and when we read even this particular verse that I'm speaking about, he that hath ears to hear, let him hear. It doesn't say let him hear what the supernatural is saying. It says let him hear what the spirit is saying. So for the for the fact, the truth is the spirit does not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak and he will declare to you the things that are to come. Powerful. So in John 14, 6, and I want to read this scripture, too, because you may say, oh, you know, well, he'll hear whatever he speaks. The spirit of truth will will speak whatever he hears. That could be anything. Oh, uh, wait. Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the father, but by me, you can't separate the two guys. You can't separate the spirit from the truth. The spirit will speak on the truth. And Jesus is the truth. He declares that about himself. And we know from John chapter one, verse one, in the beginning was the word. The word was with God and the word was God. And we understand that the word became flesh and his name is Jesus. So we know that the word of God, we understand that Jesus is the word incarnate. But when we read, what did Jesus rely on? He relied on the written word. We understand when he spoke to Satan in the wilderness, he always responded by saying it is written when he spoke about himself. Even when he was even when he resurrected out of the grave on his road to Emmaus, when he talked about himself, he came from the point of scripture. He didn't say, hey, guys, look at me. I'm Jesus. He didn't say that. He said it is written. And he went through the whole process of how he came about through scripture. So if he relied on the word of God, how much more should we rely on the word of God? He that hath ears to hear, let him hear what the spirit is saying to the churches. So in saying that, we recognize what Jesus gave us in Ephesians chapter four. We recognize that Jesus set the church up with the ascension gifts, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers. Why did he do this? He did this for the equipping of the saints. He did this for the work of the ministry. Why? To build up the church. So when we are reading the book of Revelation and we have someone who is an ascension gift teacher, he's sitting right next to me, guys. (laughs) But but I I say that because it's not about promoting Brahm. Trust me, he's probably one of the most humble people that I've ever met, but it's about what scripture says. 
Because Jesus gave these gifts in the form of people. Why? To build up the church, to build us up. So if we get this and we can teach it, and if we hear what the Spirit is saying, we can do what has been given to us. So because it is about making disciples. Yeah. Great. So what we get out of Brahm, what we get out of Dai, what we get out of our leaders, this is why we pray for them. This is why we pray that God continues to reveal to them. Because the more they give us, the more we can turn around and give to the worlds that we're living in right now. Yeah. <clears throat> it's good. He that hath ears to hear. Let them hear what the spirit is saying to the churches, guys. So I, I, I actually want to ask, as because like I said, this is a discussion. You know, this is like a little mini panel, if you will. And I want to ask Josh, if I can, Josh, with this series, what are some things that you've been getting out of it? What's been speaking to you? Yeah, good question. Um, <clears throat> I mean, I, I I was kind of reflecting with Calvin before, but um, I think the biggest thing that I probably have been taking out, taking from this is, um, I don't know. I was, I, I was trying to reflect on on all of the past sermons in a very broad uh, context, rather than just thinking of specific things. And the thing that really struck me was after having sat through these last few sermons, and by sat through, I mean listening to and engaging with and loving, not just sitting through, but um, <laughs> after, <laughs> after listening to these last few sermons about the, the majesty of God and the worthiness of the Lamb and, um, and specifically Jesus, who he is and how, um, you know, in chapter five, how the um the world bows before him and worships mm. him and all of heaven bows before him and just this just this incredible picture of um how grand mm. and how big yeah um but also how worthy he is and how literally at his word um you know all of creation stands still and i, I don't know just this image just this such intense imagery of who Jesus is. Mm. And then having that kind of in my head um, over these last couple of weeks and then listening back to previous sermons and picturing this Jesus who is like uh, just above everything, everything is at his feet. Mm. Um, and he's talking to John and mm. he's talking to specific churches Churches that it's very clear that he knows them intimately to mm. the point where he's like, I see your good works and I see your good deeds, but there's just this one thing that I hold against you. And it's it's almost this, because um, you can read that to begin with and, and it feels a little bit, um, it's kind of, it feels a little bit like you're reading a letter from Paul, you know, like this, mm. almost this, it's like, oh, it's a correction. It's still, you know, it's still an encouragement and it's still really awesome to hear. Um, but there is this, there's a you can almost read it and then just be caught up in the fact that it's like oh yeah there's there's a lot that we all need to work on which i think is really important and we need to take that from each of those letters but the the fact that really struck me was that he he knows he knew and knows these churches so intimately awesome yeah that he was yeah. able to point out the very specific not just the context that were that they were in like with with Smyrna or Philadelphia being like 
you know, I see, I see the stuff going on and I want you to know that, um, just hold on, you know, just hold on through it and you'll receive what is promised or yeah, like he sees there, um, he sees the troubles and he's like, you, it's going to be okay. But also he sees the little things that, that they're doing that are, that are slightly off and he corrects them. And, you know, it, the Bible says he corrects those whom he loves. Yeah. It's That's right. this idea that he's, he just knows these churches so intimately that he's going down to the finest details of, of what it is that they're missing, say in their congregation. And, I don't know. It just, it, it, it just all of a sudden it was kind of juxtaposed as I was listening to these um, sermons. It's like when you watch a movie with a twist ending yeah. for the second time, it's like, I've, I've seen that there's this scene in heaven and all this glory and honor and the whole world just bowing down. But now I'm with that image in my head, I'm listening back and I'm like, Oh my gosh, like Jesus cares so deeply for us. And he's all the way up here, but he knows every, he knows each of these churches so specifically. And it's not just that he's telling like, like how when Paul writes a letter or Peter writes a letter, it's not, it's not like it's just coming from this person. I mean, it is coming through John, but the way that it's written, it's very specifically, Jesus is saying to John, I know this. He's not, he's not uh, like telling him to use his context and use these principles that he knows and correct them. It's like Jesus is, no, I, I am correcting them specifically because I know them so intimately. Yeah. And I just, I love the picture that that paints of, of how, I don't know, of, of, of obviously the importance that God places on his bride and, and on his people, because also like, if it was if it was just about salvation, then it wouldn't be a concern because it, once they're saved, all they have to do is wait till mm. they die. This is more about um, about uh, uh, I guess in, empowering them to to live. Uh, what am I trying to say? Live a like a I guess a fuller life yeah. in Him and a fuller Purpose life on yeah. earth. Even though this is only a temporary life, He still cares about the the impact that we have. And I don't know. It just there's so many like thoughts that I haven't even really kind of drilled down on the, the things that, that stand out to me, but it's just this really it's, it's the stark contrast between these two mm. images of Jesus, but they're still so perfectly one, which is, which is what makes it so, I guess, humbling yeah. and like yeah. that, that, you know, the God of justice and the God of love and mercy and all honor cares about, he does really genuinely care about the little things that we're doing in our lives yeah. that are separating from, like even just whether you take it from the smallest sin and the fact that he cares about that to the greatest sin ever imaginable. And the fact that there's still possible, like there's still redemption mm. from that. It's, it's all this, like, I don't know. I haven't really put it into words, but that was, yeah, that's kind of the thing that's really stood out to me as I've gone back over these sermons. It's yeah. Yeah. It just, it, it just, so for me, if anything was going to paint the nature of Jesus and how much he cares for his church and his people, it's that imagery, but in the context of also him being in glory and Mm. all of heaven bowing before him. Yeah. 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 
it's really interesting. He's, uh, it's like Jesus has every intention for, for his church to be conquering. Yeah. Because in the last remarks that in, in, to every, every church, he said, not, not this, this, uh, the, not this uh, present tense, the one who conquers, he didn't say that will conquer, the one who conquers. It's the present tense. Now, Jesus' intention, therefore, is not for the church to just barely make it to the end, kind mm. of escape, and then finally we make it. No, no, no. Now is the conquering time for mm. the church. And uh, because the, all the, all the, the, the uh, exhortation was in the present tense uh, uh, form, which means Jesus has every intention for us to be now yeah. conquering yeah. people. Yeah. yeah, right now. Yeah. Man. So, not That's, just barely make it. But yeah. Make it in a big way. Yeah. Conquering. <laughs> and I think it, oh, sorry, I think it makes sense when you consider that it's literally our whole purpose here on, on earth. Like yeah. when you go right back to the Great Commission and then you also consider what Paul said, I can't remember which book it is, but um, like it would be great if I died because I'd get to be in heaven, but yeah, for your sake. Philippians. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's for your sake. Um, I'm here on earth and it's it, it when you consider that it literally is our whole purpose for being on earth it does like it follows and it does make sense but it's it's not until you start to to I guess contextualize everything we know about Jesus that you start to see that what that actually means and how that actually speaks to us as individuals but more importantly how it speaks to us as individuals as part of the body and as part mm. of the church and yeah. why, and why God really values and, and honors the church specifically, you know, that it's not just this individualistic personal walk with God. There is that of course. And there is that, um, like God speaks to us on that, but really it's the, like Jesus is talking to the churches in those first few mm-hmm. books. Um, and it is for now because it is he's it's like he's given us the tool it's almost like he's given us this this method that is the body that is the church and with all the governance and everything that it is so that we can um mm. conquer now mm-hmm. and it's about it's about people not about ideals or about trying to you know assert our rights and that's yeah. the other thing i really love is that it's it really is just about beliefs and really like drilling down on those um, and establishing those within church. Yeah. It's, it's interesting when you say that, Josh, even when you bring that point up, not about our rights, because as I read with to Timothy, you know, when we get caught up into the myths, we lose the very sight of what you, what we're actually talking yeah. about right now, which is the purpose of the, our purpose is actually to be conquerors. And 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 when Jesus, you know, is getting his churches to wake up, he's doing it in a way of really letting us know you are who you are because of who I am and you're my bride. So therefore, you really need to act like it in every area. Yeah, it, mm-hmm. it's it's not about us trying to be, um, you know, f- it's almost like we're spending so much time fighting the wrong fight. Yeah. 
Mm. You know, really so focused on how much we get in the temporal, in the temporary, Mm. whereas our focus should be on who Jesus is when John is revealed, like you just said, Josh, this incredible, grand God that we're all worshiping and bowing like Everything is under his domain. Everything is under his control. Everything. He's in charge of everything. It brings me to the point that I really got from you, Brom, um, that you said last week. And when we understand that we're submitted to the authorities, like Romans chapter 13 talks about being submitted to the authorities in our government and and all of that stuff. But we show how much more we trust our father in right. heaven yeah. when we submit to the authorities that is laid in the land. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Like you, you, you were saying that. Yeah. That was, that was incredible. You didn't, you didn't expound on it too much. Maybe as we continue to go in revelation that yeah. obviously that's part of the theme as well, Yeah, because there's so many things happening that, Jesus is showing John that he's revealing to him. And yet we have to just come back to the part where John is taken up by the spirit and all they're doing in the kingdom is yeah. worshiping. Yeah. This is the thing, right? Uh, Josh mentioned about, about the, the, uh, oh, we were talking about conquering church and, and, uh, and about not just making it to the end. Like we we said, we started yeah. how Revelation, uh, the two main themes, the revelation of Jesus and the the triumph, triumph of the of church. The church yeah. But how does the church triumph? Uh, this is the this is where the uh, where the contention happened within in the church and the world in that some certain sector of Christianity looking for to triumph by creating if we will triumph if we got the right system. All right. Whereas the book of Revelation describes the triumph of the church from in, in uh, Revelation chapter 12, verse 11, where it says they defeated the accuser by mm. one, by the word of the, by the blood of the lamb, the word of the testimony and loving not their lives even unto death. Ah, so good. just as yeah, wow. Christ triumphed through the cross. Okay. Just as Christ triumphed through death, the call of the church to triumph also through death, not, that might not necessarily the death of physical death, mm-hmm. but the death of self. Like you know, Jesus taught, mm-hmm. you, know, you know, unless you you you're willing to lay down your life, deny yourself, pick up the cross and follow me, mm-hmm. you're not worthy to be my followers. Mm-hmm. So so just as Christ Triumph through the, through the cross, so too the church is called to triumph through the same avenue. All right. <laughs> so, in other words, it's the removal, even if it's not, not physical death, but the removal of self. Like yeah. We keep talking about dying to self. Yeah. Now, when Josh, Josh mentioned, Paul said, you know, in 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 from the Philippians. That's what the scripture. Uh, where we quote so so often, but we forget the the context. To 
to live is Christ and to die is gain. Yeah. That's in the context of Paul's discussion. Paul said, listen, personally, I'd rather to be de to depart from this body and be with Christ. Yeah. Personally, that's my choice. Yeah. And then he said, but when I when I think of your progress, and when I take that into consideration, I've chosen to remain in this body. I'm gonna hang around for a while. Wow. So guess what? Wow. Even yeah. his personal choice to be with Jesus, he said, but No, 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 for your well. sake, I'm gonna hang around for a while, even though it's it's it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, like, <laughs> So even his right yeah. to go and be with yeah. Jesus. Christ, yes. He delayed that. Yeah, he, he said, put that to the side yeah. because he saw what was for the lacking. sake of your progress. Wow! For, to the Philippians, he said. Wow! <laughs> so See. I think this is where often in the, the whole revelation, uh, the whole Christian things that I've seen, people looking to fight for their rights. Now I remember just watching TV the other night. Somebody with a either making a statement. Freedom is not it's not a privilege, it's a right. Well, that's what the world thinks. Mm. But for us, we don't have rights. We have privileges. Mm -hmm. And here's the thing. When you have privileges, the Bible requires us to be to be good, uh, what's the word? Uh, steward. Steward yeah. of the privileges. Yeah. That's the difference. Yeah. So. Yeah. Oh. You know what it makes me think of? Yeah. It makes me think of how you were saying before, Dad, that um, what John saw, no, what John heard and what he saw were, were kind of two different things. Yeah, 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 that's powerful. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and how he, and, and I asked you before and you basically confirmed it, but I'll say it again, that he, um, would you say that it's, it's true that he, he heard the promise or what was promised and then he saw the fulfillment of that? That is powerful. So, for example, um, you know, he, he heard um, the elder say to him, Weep no more. Behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah has conquered. And then when he turned, he saw the lamb. As if he, it was promised that the lion was coming and was the lion of Judah, mm. this like it's force of power. And he was weeping too. But yeah, he yeah. saw the fulfillment of that as Ooh. the lamb in like complete yeah. humility. Yeah. Ooh. And it's it's what it, as you were talking, what it made me think of was that as the church and as Christians and as believers and just in human nature, it's really easy to get caught up in the promise of God is the Lion of Judah, and we have to we have to uh, exemplify that in force and in power and in might. That's but actually, what we need to be focusing on is what the fulfillment of that, ah. is, which is to <laughs> live in us. humility, to live and to actually set our eyes on what the promise meant and what that actually looks like. And that is in incomplete humility, you know, and, and it's, yeah. it's, it, it kind of makes sense as well. Like it's, it's also why Christians probably focus a little bit too much on the old Testament, because while we need Israel and we need to understand what happened in the old Testament for context, our focus should actually really on how we live our lives has to be on Jesus. Yeah. And, we, you know, like you take the context of what was promised, but the the Lamb of God is the fulfillment of that promise. So that is the complete package, essentially. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's not. It's not like sometimes you need to be a lamb and sometimes you need to be a lion. No, no, no. no. It's like no, one hundred percent. You That's focus on, on oh man being the lamb. Oh man. <laughs> oh that, my goodness. And you know what that makes me think of? It makes me think of, um, when you look at like churches in the Western world that are fighting for their rights, mm-hmm. and it's like, what is happening? What is the fruit of that? But then when you look at the humility of the church, the underground church in China, or let's just even just biblically, the underground church in Acts, like yeah. they, they scattered. They weren't, they weren't rising up. They weren't fighting back. But in humility, they just they scattered because they were like, well, we need to get out of here. But they just stayed true to what, was, what God was putting on their hearts, which mm. was to preach everywhere they went. And that's Ooh. all they did. They, didn't, they weren't fighting for their rights. They weren't yes. trying to fight back against the, the Jewish authority or the Roman, whatever. It's, they were humble, but they stayed true to it. And that is where the, the word prevailed mightily. That is mm. where, you know, like that... Yes. That is where powerful. The, That's powerful. Yeah. Whoa. Look. <laughs> he that hath ears to hear, let him hear what the yeah. Spirit is saying to the churches. Josh, that is that yes. is that is revelatory. And you know Seriously. what? That's when you read then what happened with the Lamb in chapter five. It says they sang a new song because it's all about everyone bowing in humility to the Lamb. Yeah. And they sang a new song and it said, Worthy are you to take the scroll and to open its seals, for you were slain and by your blood you ransomed people of God from every tribe and language and people and nation, and you have made them a kingdom and priests to our God, and they shall reign on the earth. Yeah. It was only through worship and it was only through the acknowledging of the humility and bowing down in humility and acknowledging the Lordship of the Lamb. Yeah. That we see this this song sung of of this declaration of that is that is what that is what the world also that is what the world is worshiping. That is when when they bow down, they're bowing down to the lamb, not to the lion. They're bowing down to the one who was humble and to the one who operated in full humility and did what was needed. Yeah. 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 That's fantastic. That's this is what happens. Guys, this is what happens when we're allowing the spirit to speak to us. That's that that is powerful because that's scripture that is right in the word. And when you allow the spirit to speak, he takes you in the truth and he brings the word to you and he shows you what he is saying and where the and, and who we are as his bride, as his church. So quit speaking. We need to quit spending so much time in fighting for our rights Mm -hmm. and just spend the time in worshiping the King of Kings, the Lamb of God who took away the sins of the world. Yes. Yeah. Because that's where we reign. We reign in him. Mm -hmm. Josh, that was so Awesome. I, love, I just love hearing, okay, I'll preach something and then and the feedback comes something different. Yeah. It's great. And, yeah. and it's a, a different aspect of the truth, but it's wow. Yeah. So. Uh, and, and I really believe that that, yeah. that is because, and, you know, we don't have much time. I mean, we want, we, I would love to keep doing this. Guys, yeah, 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 yeah. we're going to be back. We're going to do this again. It is going to be awesome, you know, two, three weeks time. Because this is so important for us to get. Just what you just what you just said, Brown. 
yes, when you preach and and teach, it it uh, it actually allows the Holy Spirit, as we submit to your word, to show us even more of what he's doing and to give us other perspectives, because ultimately it comes from him. Yep. You know, he reveals the truth in us, but the truth is the word of God. That's right. So, you know, thank you, Josh, so for, awesome. for what you've shared. And we'll we'll get ready to, you know, start the worship up again. But I, I want to say this. Because obviously what we can take from this, what are some things that can block us? Well, we've been saying it when we spend our time in myths, when we spend our time in trying to figure out what my right is. And, you know, even in this climate, what the government is taking from me, what I deserve. When we spend all of our time in that, we're, we're losing the time that we should be spending in the word. We have to submit and be willing to be obedient to the word of God not paying so much attention to even the traditions of of what we've brought been brought up under when it comes to a lot of our understanding even of revelation you know a lot of us have had the wrong understanding but that's okay because the spirit reveals truth he shows us and when we submit to that we can understand what he's been trying to say what he's been saying all along and also, let's get off of social media, you know, and, and hearing a lot of riffraff and this and that, that is just kind of taking us away from what God is getting us to focus on, which is his word. And let's just come back to this. Let's make it simple so we can hear what the spirit is saying. So we can actually, so our ears can actually hear truth. We have to learn how to block the noise out. Come spend time on prayer time. That's right. You know, pray his thoughts, not our own thoughts. Look, none of us have it right. All of us can try to come up with some concoction of what we think should be happening. And we'll all miss it. Because we're all concerned about our flesh, ourselves. But if we just get his thoughts, get his ways. Yeah, when you look at what Josh just mentioned in that scripture, when you look at that from a fleshly point of view, it doesn't make sense. But when you realize, wait a minute, Jesus, this is how you conquered. You were led to the slaughter and you did not open your mouth. How powerful is that? He died and was accused of the sin that we committed. And yet he gave his life for us. And he didn't fight back. And he won. So this is the way we conquer. We win this way. So as we go into worship, I want to say to Brom, especially, and, and it just happens to be on Father's Day, which is just Father's Day. I mean, it's just even better. But I really want to thank you, Brom, because... Uh, poured your life out into the word and this this doesn't happen overnight I mean you've given your sweat you've given your blood you've given your tears you've poured yourself into the scripture and you've allowed what God has given you as a gift to the body of Christ 
you still had to submit to that. You still had to say yes to that. And through all of the things that you've been through and just me coming along and, and the way you've treated me as your son, especially in the spirit, I want to thank you for being such a father in the spirit and such a person who labors in the word, not for yourself, not to put yourself on this pedestal because all we see, if anyone knows you, we know that you walk in humility. And, and I know just in my little experience of life, walking in humility is not always easy. It's hard. It's tough because the flesh doesn't want to be humble, but you've chosen, you've made a choice and you consistently do it and you don't boast about it because that's not what humility does. You just let God be God in you and we can see it. And I think it's so powerful for you to have poured yourself and labor in the word just in the book of Revelation for as long as you have to give us truth led by the spirit and allow us to even come back and talk about it and ask questions. And when you don't know the answer, you don't pretend to know the answer. You just point us back to the word. For Josh to have shared what he has shared, for me to share what I'm sharing, for us to really be in, not encouraged, but for us to be strong, knowing that God has everything under control is because you've labored and you've spoken about the word of God. So thank you. I say thank you. Thank you. And the fruit is bearing, but is more fruit that will bear because of it. So, yeah, let's just go out singing, I am who God says I am. I'm a child of God. Thank you, Jesus. Take it away, worship team.